Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. All right, it's been a few weeks since I've done a show. I apologize, but I hope you enjoyed that epic four-parter top 40 songs of 1979. I had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, I don't know what this says about me, but I had a lot of fun listening to it myself, so yeah. So this is actually uh, based off of a, a friend and listener request here. The great Steve Arizina of California, my friend out there, he uh, used to actually live down here. Uh, actually, he lived like a few blocks away from me at one point, unbeknownst to me. I met him through uh, mutual friends uh, and things like that. So he ups and, and moves his family out to California, all beautiful, sunny California, and we're all jealous. But uh, I'm glad, Steve, he's still listening to the show, and that means a lot to me. And uh, a few years ago, I actually did this theme, but I'm going to revisit it because it definitely bears a revisit for sure. Because, you know, things have changed over the few years here that I've been doing the show. And he wanted to find out what my ultimate uh, list right now is for top 10 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs. I mean, Hall of Fame just happened this year. I was trying to get this episode out before all that. However, I mean, you know, the list is still the same from this year, so what the hell. I'm getting it in the ballpark, at least. So, uh, to find out what that list is, my ultimate top ten, what I feel like the biggest snubs right now in the Hall of Fame, you're going to have to check out the next episode, because this is kind of a two-parter here. I don't know how to do anything small, apparently. So, what we're going to do on this episode here of Rock Strikes 10 is, and if you're new to the show, we do a different kind of theme every episode. Some themes we revisit from time to time. This is a revisited theme with uh, an updated list because the Hall of Fame has changed over the last seven years since I've done this theme. So tonight on the show, we're going to be doing Rock and Roll Hall of Famers covering non-Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. It doesn't happen a lot, but they're out there. And uh, some of them are actually, I think at this point, doing it out of protest to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know one of them is almost a given on here. But then on the next episode, we're going to be doing non-Rock and Roll Hall of Famers covering Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. And on that show, you will get what I feel is the ultimate top 10 snubs currently for the Hall of Fame. So Steve, it's going to be on the next episode. But the good news is you won't have to wait weeks and weeks and weeks for the next one. It'll just be coming out shortly in the next few days. So you're going to get two episodes this week here if you're listening to them as they post. Thank you, especially the ones who do that. But if you're listening 20 years from now, you're awesome. Thank you for finding it. And as I can only hope, this list will actually be kind of irrelevant if you're listening to it 20 years from now, because everybody involved in these two episodes should all be in the Hall of Fame by this point, goddammit, if uh, they have any wits about them. And we love to complain about the Hall of Fame, but the reason I complain about it is not because I care about the Hall of Fame. I care that other people care. If that makes any kind of sense that that tag being a hall of famer does hold water with people i've even noticed over the last few years that cheap trick they're playing bigger places now than they had been on the average probably because of the hall of fame bid they command more money i'm sure and you know they're just doing better right now so it does uh, make a difference i think so all right so speaking of uh rockford illinois favorite sons we are actually kicking off this episode with them Cheap Trick finally got into the Hall of Fame, I think it was last year or the year before, something like that. I don't follow it year by year uh, that much. Well, once it happened, it's in the rear view. But now that they're Hall of Famers, I can go into their catalog and find out, oh, who'd they cover that's not in there? And one of the most influential and greatest rock and roll bands of all time, not in the Hall of Fame, is a band called Slade. And it's an absolute embarrassment and, and just a massive act of stupidity that Slade is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's probably just due to the fact that they're bigger in Europe and America has a problem with that. I don't, I don't get it, but yeah, Slade should definitely be in there. So yeah, kicking off this episode, here's the great cheap trick covering the equally great Slade with When the Lights Are Out.
from Cheap Tricks 2009 release that was called The Latest. That was When the Lights Are Out, a Slade cover, an awesome Slade cover. If you want to hear the original version of that, it was a single-only release by Slade that came out in 1974. It's a really, really good compilation that Shout Records put out uh, called In for a Penny, Raves and Faves. It was kind of the greatest non-hits you know, that were uh, bigger in Europe than they were in America. But it's two great Shout Factory releases for Slade. If you need to catch up on them, get that one and the Get Your Boots On compilation. Awesome, awesome CDs you can get. And Cheap Tricks, the latest, is, I think is a really good release as well. All right, moving on here. Another great, uh, I guess, power pop band in a way. Uh, I don't know if Slate's considered power pop so much. I think they tie in really well to power pop. But uh, I think, uh, arguably, The Sweet is one of the great power pop bands of all time, yet not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They've got super recognizable songs, uh, just you know influential for so many bands and even at the time that they were out they were influencing their contemporaries and not a lot of bands can say that so the sweet a truly great act i even love their bubblegum stuff like the the early era and then the rock era is great too both eras are really strong for me and uh, if you're listening out there correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think there's any other legit hall of famers that have covered the suite other than this particular performance so here you go i believe also from 2009 2008 or 9 something like that but from ace fraley's anomaly solo album this is his excellent cover of fox on the run turn this one up <laughs>
All right, there you go. Ace Fraley with his cover of The Sweets Fox on the Run from the Anomaly record. Good performance there. I think I uh, heard Ace in an interview somewhere around this time, around 2009 or so, or saying that uh, his motivation to cover the song was he was like uh, in the like either like a makeup chair or getting his hair cut or something, and the person that was working on him uh, commented that they always thought that because his singing voice was so similar to that performance of the original Fox on the Run that they always thought it was him. So uh, his response was, eh, "That'd be a good one to cover." Then, so that's why he did it. That that that's the way he tells it. At least least but regardless a great performance there and yeah obviously i know ace is not in the hall of fame as a solo artist but he is a hall of famer because of his inclusion with kiss a few years ago so i think this will not account i don't think i was stretching too hard on that one plus everybody else that kiss has covered that i'm aware of are all hall of famers so i couldn't pick out of their catalog weirdly enough uh, all right moving on to the next one here here is an act that kiss has covered and one of Kiss's best covers ever was their version of Ramones' Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio? Uh, but here's something by the Ramones covering someone who should definitely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, probably through their tie-in to the New York Dolls. I'm a big fan of this guy's solo material as well, but you know I know you can only get so far in the Hall of Fame with good solo material. Uh, but Johnny Thunders, like I said, whether as a solo artist or with the Dolls, should easily, definitely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Great writer, a uh, punk poet, if you will. Tragic lifestyle, unfortunately, but uh, that's just the way it goes. But uh, back on the Ramones, excellent farewell album, Adios Amigos. They actually covered a really cool, underrated Johnny Thunders jam here. So here are the Ramones with their version of Johnny Thunders' I Love You. sometimes that's really all you need to say in rock and roll is baby i love you but yeah there you go the ramones doing johnny thunders i love you off their album adios amigos you can find the original version of that song off of the johnny thunders and the heartbreakers classic lamf record that's an essential punk rock record there good stuff all right and i actually talked about this way back on the uh, the original episode where i did this theme for the first time with the uh, hall of famers covering non-hall of famers 
And I remember it was the same year that they actually put the Stooges in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and rightfully so. I, I was contending at the time, and I was really big on the fact that Iggy Pop should definitely be in there as a solo artist as well. I think his solo material is super strong, and he's got a ton of it out there, and uh, he's got more good than bad as far as solo material goes. And uh, so, yeah, he should definitely be in there. If Stevie Nicks can be in there as a solo artist, I'm sorry. And honestly, if Ringo can be in there as a solo artist, then Iggy definitely deserves to be in there as a solo artist so they need to make that happen for sure so i'm playing this song out of a, a big uh, soapbox protest here and i guess about a year or two ago the cars went in finally they were long overdue uh they waited about 15 years to get in uh so that that that's a crime onto itself uh but yeah the cars are in there now so i get to play this this is the cars covering a solo iggy pop song called fun time check it out There you go, the great cars right there covering Iggy Pop's Fun Time. Uh, that song, I oh god, I want to say, the, the, see, this is why I don't use notes, but I'm pretty sure that's off of The Idiot originally by Iggy Pop or the Lust for Life album. It's from that hanging out with Bowie era, and I get those two. Uh, that they're such a brother and sister album, I, I can't get it right ever, but there you go. It's either The Idiot or Lust for Life. You should have both of those albums anyway, but uh, yeah, I want to say it's on The Idiot, but Idiot over here uh, doesn't know offhand, so forgive me. Forgive me, rock gods. All right, and this next one I'm going to do here is uh, honestly by a band I'm not a huge fan of, but I like the idea that they covered a band that should easily and, and definitely, without a doubt, no question, should be in the Hall of Fame. I've always said this about them. 
even though I'm not a fan of their material. They've got excellent taste in music. I could definitely hang out with this band and not fanboy it up. So uh, that would be a fun time for me, I think. Pardon the pun from the earlier song there. But uh, yeah, I'm going to play you some Pearl Jam right now. Yeah, I know. Stay tuned. But, uh, you know, I had no idea this happened. I was kind of just goofing off, you know, Googling some stuff, hanging out on YouTube. I ran into this one. I'm like, this is perfect. This is perfect for the show. And and not that Eddie Vedder actually gets all the lyrics right here, because he just doesn't. But I just like this on principle, that Pearl Jam covered this uh, song. And this is the song that everybody knows by this band even though they've got an excellent catalog that you should dive into. But once again, I appreciate the sentiment. The YouTube clip is definitely worth tracking down. I got a nice soundboard of it here, thank God, because some of the handhelds are just murder audio-wise. But they even wear the suits. Yes, Pearl Jam and Devo suits. So go on YouTube and look up that video. And of course, on that video, they perform Whip It. So I'm going to play it right now. Here you go. There you go. That was Pearl Jam doing a live version of Devo's uh, biggest hit easily in America, Whip It. And, of course, the original version of that comes off of their 1980 classic Freedom of Choice, a record you should definitely own. And, you know, I recommend owning the initial, like, four or five Devo records for sure. They don't really have a bad record, so uh, you really can't go wrong with Devo. Even the last album they put out back in like 2010 or whatever it was, something for everybody. That's a great record too. But yeah, really glad that happened. Pearl Jam does great covers. I will say this. I, I, I will never go see them live because I'm just not that fan, but I know they've been known to play, you know, Clash and Ramones covers, Dead Boys covers, Kiss even, The Who, of course, things like that. Like I said, they got great taste in music. All right. Next one here, uh, this guy right here, super duper icon, a legit Hall of Famer, is in the Hall of Fame with his band, and uh, easily my top ten favorite songwriters of all time, top three, Brian Wilson, you know, a genius to be sure, and I think it was really cool that he has also covered one of my other favorite songwriters of all time, someone who definitely gets in that top three or five, is Harry Nilsson. And Harry Nilsson, for some reason, still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as influential and amazing as he was, still not in there. It's a crime. 
But, uh, you know, at least uh, the genius Brian Wilson recognizes the greatness of Harry Nilsson. At one point, he covered this Harry song off of a Harry tribute album called For the Love of Harry, to which I, I believe his brother Carl actually uh, performs on that as well, along with uh, some other great people giving it up for the greatness of Harry Nilsson, like Ringo, Jellyfish, Peter Wolf. I mean, you know, the, the list of his fans is it definitely reads, uh, you know, an entire city long. So here you go. Harry Nilsson cover here by the great Brian Wilson, and this song is called This Could Be the Night. So there you go. That was Brian Wilson with This Could Be The Night, a Harry Nelson composition. Now, this song has an interesting history, which comes full circle with this cover. So this song was written in the mid-60s by Harry Nelson and apparently co-written with Phil Spector, although Harry Nelson claims that Phil just put his name on there, which I, I believe because Phil Spector's a skunk. But uh, the song was originally recorded by a band called the Modern Folk Quartet. And this song was written by Harry as a tribute to Brian Wilson. So the fact that Brian covered it years later is just one of those nice moments where the song does come full circle. So I'm really glad that that version exists. Really, really cool. So love it, love it. Genius recognizing genius. All right. And, you know, this is other thing. As hip and cool as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame likes to act, and especially the people that control the thing, all like East Coast uh, hipster critics and, and journalists and stuff like that, I'm really surprised that some of this initial college rock is not in there yet. And it's stuff that they gave it up for all the time when it was out. And for some reason, they don't feel the need to put it in their special little club. Case in point, The Replacements. Massively influential band, awesome writers, you know, I mean, especially Westerberg, you know, but the whole band is cool and uh, super ahead of their time. It was, you know, they didn't even know what to call it then. They called it college rock at the time because they didn't know what else to call it. It became alternative later, but the replacements definitely uh, built one of the first axles on that thing for sure as far as uh, saving, you know, underground music for the 80s. And so the fact that they're not in there and even, you know, later on, you know, pressure cooker bands, you know, like Jane's Addiction and stuff like that also not in there. It's it's weird to me. It's just weird because these are bands that had a lot to say and they were critically acclaimed and everything. So it just I'm just kind of scratching my head sometimes, which uh, makes me also think that maybe they're not so, you know, alternative and chic and they are just in it for who's going to draw the most money and all this other stuff. 
which will um, lead into my scratching of the head as to why some of these iconic metal acts are in there. Bands that do draw money still to this day. Uh, they're walking contradiction, aren't they? <laughs> but uh, one of the, the great Hall of Famers here, Joan Jett, who recently got inducted a few years ago. Uh, I could have done a whole show with just Joan covering non-Hall of Famers that deserve to be in there. So I literally had to pick the, the song out of a hat here. And I thought, well, let's go with this one because she uh, covered a replacement song. And actually, she's worked with Westerberg before. Uh, but she did this song back in uh, 2006. And the song uh, has gained a lot of traction over the years. Not just, you know, Joan's version, I think, is actually the more popular version at this point over the replacement's original version from 1984. And, you know, in this day and age, it's almost become kind of an anthem at this point. And, and you see it there, if you go look up this song on YouTube, you can see Joan performing it with like Miley Cyrus and Mary Jane Grace and people like that. And, you know, it's definitely a song that's going to have some legs here. So, but it started with this cover, but it got back on track and got back into the public consciousness with Joan covering it here in 2006. So here's her version of The Replacements, Androgynous. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts from their album Center from 2006, covering the replacements Androgynous. You can find the original version of that song off of their 1984 album Let It Be. Good watershed album there for you. Also, of course, uh, Kiss fans will know that's the one that has the Black Diamond cover on it as well. That is truly a love it or hate it cover. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a band that went in last year. I know that for sure because a lot of my friends had it on their timeline from a year ago the other day. Uh, bon Jovi 
who, uh, you know, I I was very 50-50 on whether I ever thought Bon Jovi was going to go in. Obviously, they deserved to be in there, but I, I just didn't know if, uh, you know, your, your Rolling Stone journalists and whoever else is controlling this thing was going to give it up for him, but uh, I'm glad they went in. And uh, I think just off of the, the backbone of their first five albums, which of course is their strongest era, those initial albums are, are definitely really cool. I still listen to them. I still think they're really good albums. First four. Yeah, first four. What am I thinking? <laughs> five. <laughs> Okay, but uh, all kidding aside, yeah, I've got them covering uh, one of the biggest snubs so far in the Hall of Fame for sure, and that's uh, for Thin Lizzy. I mean, come on, man, Thin Lizzy's got to be in there. Just, uh, just from the uh, God, they're just one of the, one of the great rock bands ever. How can you go wrong? And uh, much like what we did with Pearl Jam earlier, this is easily their most well-known song. But of course, I think you know where I'm going here. Back in 1989, on the uh, tribute album and charity album for uh, rock stars that overdosed too young in life uh sadly that that uh they just like the drugs a bit too much and sadly uh phil and not in that camp uh so bon jovi for their contribution for stairway to heaven highway to hell came in with uh then lizzie's the boys are back in town so here you go check it out the boys are back the boys are back in town
right there you go bon jovi with the boys are back in town of course originally recorded by thin lizzy on their album jailbreak an album you should definitely own right there i, I really like that stairway to heaven highway to hell tribute album by the way there's some great performances on there like ozzy's version of purple haze is badass uh you know scorpions can't explain also good i mean it's a really fun album if you can find a copy of it out there i highly recommend and plus you got that jam from the end of the uh, Moscow Music Peace Festival on there as well. So a couple of supergroup performances and just, just a fun time to be had, especially under the shadow of death. <laughs> All right, and uh, a band that went in this year, and legit, for sure, Def Leppard going in. It's about friggin' time. Def Leppard right there. And But, you know, here's the other thing. Even Def Leppard will tell you that uh, all these other bands should have gone in before them, at least a good amount of them. And this band especially that they're representing here via their cover album called Yeah. And that that's a really cool cover album. It's got them covering uh, both legit Hall of Famers and non-Hall of Famers alike. And uh, it's, just, it's just a fun album. It's definitely one of the best cover albums you could possibly buy by one band. That's for damn sure. So pick up Yeah, and on that you'll find uh, this one right here especially. This is definitely in tribute to a band that Joe Elliott has always gone on record as being his favorite band ever of all time. Mott the Hoople, who should definitely be in the Hall of Fame, but they're not. Uh, So here you go, Def Leppard covering the great Mott the Hoople and of course the great Ian Hunter. And this is the golden age of rock and roll.
Alright, there you go. Def Leppard with their version of Mata Hoople's The Golden Age of Rock and Roll. You can find that originally as the kickoff track from Mata Hoople's 1974 record called The Hoople. Really cool rock and roll album there. All those initial Mata Hoople albums. I mean, pretty much anything Mata Hoople you should have. And there's a good amount of Ian Hunter stuff. I, I, I could debate somebody that Ian Hunter should just be in the Hall of Fame as a solo artist, but... Mott the Hoople definitely belongs in there for sure. If you know, you could have asked David Bowie when he was still alive if they thought they should be in there. He'd tell you, yeah, without a doubt, and you're stupid for not putting him in. All right. Uh, some of these bands that I played here on the show are represented for, uh, you will hear on the next episode. I'll have my kind of solid 10 there as far as what I consider to be the biggest snubs. And the spoiler, the band that's represented on this track will be a part of that list. Uh, just amazing to me that Iron Maiden is not in there. It's one of the bigger snubs, I think, currently right now. And just because on principle, man, I get that the Hall of Fame is really just catering to what their taste is and what they think is good music. And most of the people, the majority of the people that vote on those things uh, are more into Bonnie Raitt and Jackson Brown than they are into Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. But they should, uh, you know, they should definitely be realistic about what the world thinks because Iron Maiden is one of the biggest bands in the entire world. This is not just hype. Iron Maiden plays stadiums all over the world and even in America, where they're not as big, but they're very fucking big in America, they sell out arenas every time they go on tour. And, unlike a lot of bands they came up with, don't do the same freaking set list every tour. Always changing it up. Always putting out new albums worth listening to. I mean, they're an exception to the rule, and they've overexceeded all those kind of expectations. I don't even know how many albums they've, they've sold, but they've sold a shit ton of records all over the world. You know, I mean... I mean, I just don't get it. <laughs> like, Iron Maiden is not in the Hall of Fame. They've been eligible since 2005. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just giggling because it's dumb, you know? It's like when you just can't do anything but laugh. That That's what it comes down to with a lot of these bands. And I'll, I'll do some more of this on the next episode. But before all that, not only am I going to play you a Hall of Famer covering Iron Maiden, but even this band will tell you that by no means should they have gone in before this band. And a lot of other bands that I'm going to talk about on the next episode. Because, I mean, it's got to be almost embarrassing for them. <laughs> and uh, they, they talked about that in their speech. And I applaud them for doing that. They mentioned this band as well. So it's even funny. Younger guys covering older guys that <laughs> influence them. Yet the younger guys are the one in the Hall of Fame. Okay, see, you, you see the absurdity of this. So let's just get back to the music. And this is the closer for this episode. We'll be back in the next couple of days with part two. But until then, we're going to leave you with this. Metallica from the deluxe version of Hardwired, their latest album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And there was a handful of covers on there on the bonus disc that I recommend getting the bonus disc version, especially for that reason. So here's them covering Iron Maiden's amazing epic, Remember Tomorrow. Turn it up.
There you go. That was Metallica with their version of Iron Maiden's Remember Tomorrow. You can find the original version of that on the debut album, Iron Maiden. Those Paul Diano records are great. Just uh, And yeah, I'm pretty sure I have that right. First album, War Killers. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to say first album. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so that all being said... You know, I would have played you Anthrax's version of Remember Tomorrow, but Anthrax isn't in the Hall of Fame either. So, can't do that. So stupid. Anthrax should also be in there also. But uh, anyway. But they're not in my top ten because I'm kind of going with seniority as it concerns um, the biggest snubs right now in the Hall of Fame. And I think I have to do it that way for sure. So, what the rest of that list will entail, you'll have to wait till the next episode. But like I said at the beginning of the show, luckily it'll just be a couple of days and you'll find out what that list is. You can find that show and all the other episodes of Rock Strikes 10, all 334 episodes. If you go to cnjradio.com, and uh, that's the hubbub right there, that, that'll get you everything. That gets you the flagship, the Wrestling House Show, which is constantly always being updated. Whether you're a pro wrestling fan or know someone who is, it's a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. So go check out Wrestling House Show while you're there. Also check out the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions featuring randy brown a true alternative he says he's going to send me some new episodes pretty soon so looking forward to that always a good time with the synaptic like i said a few episodes ago synaptic has only got like 100 plus episodes going right now so still not too late to get caught up and involved with the synaptic so check it out i recommend also on cnjradio.com last theater with chris which uh, should be returning pretty soon actually i think pretty uh, pretty much sooner than later also uh, our newest additions to cnjradio.com talking rock with myself and the great mark striegel of talking metal where we uh, talk uh, recent topics of rock and roll over like 30 or 45 minutes especially if you have a 30 or 45 minute commute to work it's a great show to get involved with send me some feedback let me know you're listening to that and comment on the itunes page as well that really will help us out a lot and that's with any of these shows definitely comment on itunes leave that star rating help out the algorithm if you i'm never going to beg for money but i will beg for reviews because reviews are free and uh you know you got time right come on okay and Last but not least, I Am Vinyl Podcast, which is coming soon. Myself and Pete LaRussa. We've got the initial episodes planned out. A couple of them already recorded. It is on the way. I Am Vinyl. It's going to be great. And speaking of Pete, last but not least, I want to thank Pete and the guys from Space Beard. And, and so awesome for me to see, you know, Pete's updates on Facebook. Space Beard's back. They're jamming again. Hopefully get some gigs going on. And just excited that they're they're playing again. So awesome. Space Spirit, they do our outro song here on every episode. And it's it's the best outro in the business. So thanks again, Pete and Space Spirit. You can go to Facebook.com slash Space Spirit Band for more information and new updates. And also purchase their latest album, Gone. Tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, we're going to get out of here. Stay tuned for the next episode, our part two tie-in to this one, where you will hear the biggest snubs, I think, currently of the Hall of Fame, and they will be covering Rock and Roll Hall of Famers just on top of all that. So it's going to be a good one. Some great songs planned there. Maybe a few performances you haven't heard. I can almost guarantee that. So stay tuned. We'll see you on the next one. Have fun. <laughs>